Welcome to The Impossible Job, a podcast about the misadventures in parenting that every parent goes through, regardless of who your family is. I'm Laura LaBelle, a part-time working mom with two young kids. I'm Laura Churchill, a stay-at-home mom with two boys. We're, We're not, not experts, experts, just parents. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I was about to say good morning, but then at the same time, I was like, well, when people listen to this, I don't know if it's the morning good for day. them. So... <laughs> Good. Whatever time it is. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. How's uh, things at home? They're okay. Yeah? It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Mason's schedule changed again this week. Oh, no. We had been in like a good pattern where it was not changing. And then... Oh, kids' older grades started going back to school in our school system. Oh. So fourth and fifth grade came in. Class schedules for everybody changed again because oh. bell times changed, bus yeah. times changed, and so that is that part of my yeah. That's gonna be I'm gonna mention that on my went loose draw today. So we won't yeah save it I'm for later. Keep us in suspense. <laughs> that's cool. How are you? Fine. Uh, highly aware of the fine on my <laughs> voice when I'm an octave, but really everything's good. Not I don't know. Not much has been happening, yeah. so I'm actually kind of like... It's fine. It's good. Like The weather has gotten let's, better. Let's not push it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting, It's finally starting to get warmer, but it's also starting to get rainy, because yeah. Virginia in the spring is definitely wet. wet. Everything is... Take it. It is. Yeah. That's what it... It is, it is. When I was trying to think of my draw today, I was like, I don't, I don't have any, because I'm just... It is. It's fine. It's... We're here. <laughs> We're living it. Anyway. Anyway. So let's just get into our topic. All right. M, M, imposter syndrome. Yes. So I know this is, I've been hearing it more and more. Like I actually started, I've read a couple of articles about it. And mainly I feel like it's what people are talking about is like imposter syndrome, like in the workplace, yeah. which is, it was actually a, a study that was done in the 1970s mm-hmm. and it did focus on women. However, the study did not do was women of color of or course, women in different yeah. uh, like social economic, and economics. So since then it has like evolved into like just women in the workplace and things like that. So I want to touch on that, <laughs> but okay. I also feel like imposter syndrome deals a lot with just like being a parent. I agree. I wrote, when I was writing notes for this today, I literally just wrote one line and it said all day, almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strong one for me. Yeah. So why don't we touch on in the workplace type okay. stuff too? Just yeah, because I mean a lot of moms work, right? And a lot of moms, there's a lot of working mothers, <laughs> yes. working parents in general, and that's got to be. I know that's really hard, and it's not like we don't work. Obviously, right. we're doing this, but it's. We don't, I don't, neither don't of us have, work full-time right, jobs. Right, right. So, so just a little bit of statistics. Let's go over what imposter syndrome is or signs and symptoms. So imposter syndrome, people who have feelings of self-doubt and ability to realistically assess your competency and mm-hmm. your skills, <laughs> realistically assess, attributing your success to external factors, berating your own performance, your, your, like, your own worst critic type of deal, right. fear that you won't live up to expectations, overachieving, sabotaging your own success, a lot of self-doubt, 
I don't know. Does any of that sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> All sounds familiar. So I will tell a little story. When I before I had kids and I worked in an office job, we had to do like annual assessments, mm-hmm. and we had to write our own assessment, Ooh. and the boss would write her assessment, and then right. we would come together and discuss. And I every time rated myself really low. Yeah. And she would rate me, you know, Pretty, decent to high. Yeah. And at one point in the meeting, she was all like, "Do you?" Do you feel like this is what your work quality is? And I was like, I was like, I think I turn in good work, I guess, but I don't know. I don't feel like it's good enough to brag you always on. Feel yeah. like you could do better, right? Or, right. Well, and then so twenty-five to thirty percent of high achievers have imposter syndrome, and then about seventy percent of adults at some point in their life have yeah. felt th- these like types of feelings. So I actually have an issue with the whole like phrase imposter syndrome (laughs) okay well so imposter i mean has like connotations of like you know you're faking Faking, it's almost like criminal yeah okay you know and then syndrome like this is an actual like medical type condition okay and it's not actually recognized by like mental health it's not like an actual disease or it's not like bipolar syndrome or stuff like that so i don't know i do think syndrome is not it just seems really harsh. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's in my head mm-hmm. attached to so many other parts. Like, it's attached to my anxiety or my depression or, you know, like, I feel like it's attached to so many of these other things that are recognized mental health issues that mm-hmm. I'm like, just because it's not recognized doesn't mean, like, at some point yeah. they're going to be all like, you know what, we really missed the boat on this one like we did so many other times. Yeah. And it does, like, in a very unbalanced way, affects women more than it does men. Sure, because I mean, women have so much more on their plates than men. Well, and there's also lots of things, kind of social constructs that have been put into place mm-hmm. over time, whereas women are taught to be modest women. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, modesty, yes. that's been, I know that's, like, hammered into us. No, and it's so true. You're not supposed to, like brag about right. like your accomplishments because if you do then you're considered bossy or you know heaven forbid a bitch. right <laughs> so and then also men get paid more for doing the same job and right. so there's all the like there's lots of these things that keep getting like hammered into women's right like minds like there was a study done and i try to find it i couldn't but um the exact percentage numbers that i'm throwing out at you aren't accurate I'm sure so please don't come at me but it was pretty like disproportional so it was like so when men and women go to apply for a new job if this is a new job that they don't feel like they have the skills for but they feel like they will learn they can acquire they can acquire them as they do them so men will apply for these types of jobs Mm -hmm. and they only feel like they need to be at least 30 or 40% qualified okay. in order to be able to get that job. So they will go for that more frequently than women. Whereas women feel like they have to know about 90 to like 95%. I 100% agree with this. Before they even think to apply for that job. Yeah. And again, these numbers aren't complete, but I feel like they're pretty, oh, actually. So If you had told me those are the exact numbers, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. when I thought about that, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. And quite honestly, if you think of all... <laughs> 
some men that have been in power recently. <laughs> uh, I say, women, go for that job. I know. <laughs> but it's so hard to shake that. My wife likes to joke about what a terrible interviewee I am when it comes to like jobs. Yeah. And like I, my last job, I interviewed for it and she's all like, okay, well, these are the things we need. And she's like, tell us about yourself. And I kind of just very broadly told them. And then they're like, well, we need somebody who can do this. And I'd be like, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Like I'd never elaborate on why or how or how well. I'm just like, yes, technically I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you, you have to, you have to tell them how good you are doing these, and I'm like, yeah, you got to brag on yourself. Yeah, but like, it feels, it, it feels, feels wrong. Yeah. yeah, and I, and that's just something I think. And I always I do to. think like, what if I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really awesome at this, and then I get in there and they're like, oh shit, she's only like a little bit good at this. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> enough. Yeah, they say like imposter syndrome affects people who are considered more perfectionists. Okay. I can see this. I already see this in my, my child, too. Oh, okay. And it drives me crazy, because I'm all like, you are awesome. Why don't you think you're awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this actually gets into some of my win-lose draws. Perfectionism. Obviously, n- no one's perfect. You're not going to be perfect. you got to kind of cut yourself some slack on these sure. things. A lot of this stuff is, I mean, a lot of things with parenting, yeah, it's not necessarily, it's not like new Right. It's not like you're the first parent. But a lot of stuff that you're kind of going through, like, socially is uncharted territory or uncharted waters. And it's not like, uh, as a parent, your kid has ever been around before. Like, each kid is, you know, unique and individual to themselves. So it's kind of like... Yeah, I read a quote the other day. I don't know. I can't think of where I saw it. But basically, she was talking about talking to her kid about him. I don't think it was imposter syndrome. Her kid was having a lot of, like, negative Mm self-talk. And so she was all, you know, this is your first time being seven. You have never been seven before. You don't know how to handle this. And this is my first time raising someone who's seven, you know? And she was talking about, like, you need to give yourself the same grace you would give your child. And I'm like, that sounds great. Will I do it? I don't know. But Mm -hmm. it's true. Like, when I hear somebody say it, I'm like... Of course, that makes sense. Putting that into practice, I feel like, is a much harder and different oh, yeah. situation. What are some ways that you feel like you're an imposter as a parent? I often feel yeah. <laughs> an imposter. I don't know. Like, I will... So, before quarantine, I used to take my son to speech, or I would go there and visit him for lunch. And I'd meet with other parents, and I you know I remember one time I was telling a parent we had baked cupcakes this morning, and we had done something else, and she's like, "You did all of this before breakfast." She's like, "You guys must be amazing, blah blah." And I'm like, "No, I didn't say any of those things. I simply said they wanted cupcakes, and we made them for breakfast." You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like I will start to say something, and then somebody will compliment me, and then I will immediately walk it back, like, "No, no, no, please do not overestimate this parenting gig." Yeah, yeah. I was thinking thinking about this and I feel like this like imposter syndrome has like trickled down into a lot of like little nooks and crannies of my life. Sure. Like even into like hobbies that I have. Like and it's mm-hmm. just like things that you don't want to call yourself or right. you don't want to like exclaim yourself to be. Like yes. I'm not I'm not a perfect parent. Well, nobody is. Right. So, but that doesn't mean you're not a good parent. Right. I'm not so something that I've kind of so I 
as you all know, as I've talked about, I've started running. Mm-hmm. I've been very hesitant to call myself a runner. Okay. And it's like, like what qualifies as a runner? You went running, so now you're a runner. Yeah. But that that's a, yeah, and so it's like that's the mindset you need to be in like Right. So like I like to bake cakes and stuff like that. I've even sold cakes mm-hmm. to people. I don't call myself a baker. Yeah. Like I don't want to like oh, oh, I'm not professional I'm not like right. I don't have a company or a business or anything like that so right. I'm not going to call myself a baker I like I've never actually like signed up or run a race so okay. I'm not a runner yeah you know it's not or I don't run very fast right. or I don't go that you put far these mental I put on all what these it would take to be right that. I put all these like definitions or terms on things Right. So I don't call myself like these things because I don't feel like I earned them. Right. Maybe, which is kind of BS, no. but yeah. it's just. <laughs> so if you hear people vacuuming in the background, <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, record on the weekends and the cleaning people <laughs> and the cleaning come. crew are here. So you know. Uh, anyway, but so I put like all these like caps or perimeters right. parameters on these like things. So like even with this like podcast. Like, I've been doing yeah. this for a couple of years now, and it's, like, so when people ask me what I do, I say, oh, like, I stay at home. Like, I work for a radio station. Right. But I don't say... I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. I 100% agree. My, uh, a friend of mine, I met her through my wife, and my wife told her, oh, she works at a radio station, she hosts a podcast. And when I met her, she was all like, oh my God, that's so awesome, you host a podcast. And I'm like, mm. It's not that serious. Yeah. I just, you know, go in on the weekends and record. But, I mean, technically, what else would you call this yeah. job? We research time, topics. Like, we right. think about things. We we put in time to this. Right. But, but we, like, same, minimalize yeah. it so much. I'm like, well, it's not as popular as, like, all these other ones. Right. So I'm not a real podcaster. Yeah. I'm like a baby podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and someone said, like, someone said the same thing to me basically and I was just like yeah well you know pump the brakes so are like 45,000 other people who have it's it's just like why don't I want to qualify myself I 100% agree I think this also feeds into my fear of like success like anytime something starts to go really good I'm like let me just pump the brakes on this because I I am going to mess this up the minute it gets going really good yeah (laughs) I get, I mean, I am, I'm, I get a little, like, now that I think about it, right? I'm like, I get a little angry with myself. Like, mm-hmm. why am I, just because I'm not, just because I call myself a runner or a baker or a podcaster or a good mom <laughs> doesn't mean <laughs> that it's, I'm being, like, a boastful, being, right. being, like, super boastful, even, but even if I was... So what? Yeah. Like, why am I afraid to show people my confidence and my skills or, like, my passions? I 100% agree. So, it's... My mom tells me all the time, she's like, you're a great mom, those boys love me. I'm like, okay, I'm the okayest mom. And I feel like I see that everywhere and things like, the okayest mom. Yeah. I'm like, that's exactly it. It's like all this, like, self-deprecating, like, humor and stuff. And it's funny to a point, but then, like, when you sit there and you think back, like, is this really helping my self-image? It's funny, but I'm all like, it's funny, but also it's how I truly feel, which makes it less funny and a little more just dark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) some things that you can do to help overcome 
your okay. imposter syndrome is to give yourself a reality check. The first step to overcoming imposter syndrome is to pay attention to your own negative thoughts. I feel like check. We just did that yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know? feel like I've been doing this more lately. Because mm-hmm. I've there's been a lot of times where I'm like, what is wrong? I need to go to therapy and talk to somebody because I feel like I've been noticing more lately where I like cut myself down. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that they said. Like, you are your own, you're you're your own worst critic, and right. I feel like that's true for a lot of people. Like, but it's at at one point, is it like holding you back? Right. So number two is to keep track of your strengths and accomplishments. It's easy to stay focused on your to do, you like on that to do list or your overflowing mailbox and stuff like that. It's easy to focus on your mistakes and your weakness, but you like neglect to focus on what your strengths are and the things that you've actually accomplished. All right. So, and then number three is to create a support network. I agree. And this says to comp- <laughs> create a support network at work. Mm-hmm. But you should really do this like at home with your friends and things right. like that, your family members. And one thing that I've kind of realized as I've gotten older is like you have friends that are, you have friends that you, that want to hear about the bad stuff going on. Right. But then there's also people, you have friends that, want to hear it just because they want to hear what your drama right they want to compare drama like my life's not so bad because you should hear that right so get you know lean into those friends who just want to be there to support you and not necessarily feed off of it right so but so those are just a few things another thing is you know go to therapy yeah (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) but it's just yeah i don't I don't love the term imposter syndrome, but I do feel like it has trickled into, yeah, I do feel that like with my work. I do feel that in my like parenting. I do feel that in my feel like it affects your parenting. Like I mentioned before that I see this in my own kids and I, I sometimes worry, I mean, maybe that's part of it is that like, I worry that my own parenting style has caused this. But, like, I was talking to my wife because we were talking about, like, tiger moms versus, Mm -hmm. like, other types of parenting. And I was like, I don't want to be a tiger mom because my kids will already beat themselves up over anything if it's not perfect. And I'm like, did I instill this you have to be perfect? Yes and no. I feel like I don't, it doesn't affect, like, my authority Okay. as a parent. Mm -hmm. Like, my word is what goes. Sure. So, I mean, that's... Whereas like, I don't feel like a phony in that sense, but okay. as far as like maybe like the pushing to do your best and right. everything, now that you said that, yes, <laughs> okay, probably because yeah, because my daughter, my oldest, my daughter, she's definitely getting like these perfectionist yeah. qualities that I have, and being. <laughs> So let's get into, we'll just get into my draw, I guess. Okay. But um, so through therapy, <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, been realizing that I am a perfectionist. Okay. Or I have a lot of perfectionist type tendencies. Quality, quali- sure. Yeah. Um, and when I say this to some people, <laughs> they're like, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but then other people are kind of like, huh, I'm going to never 
thought that because right. I'm not it's not like everything with me it's not like everything has to be perfect exact, exact yeah. or perfect or everything in its place I'm not like a super neat freak yeah but with like the quality of things that I produce or do stuff with mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be at a level of perfection perfection okay. or what I would consider like I've so I made a cake. I think I've even mentioned this. Like I made a cake for like a dinner oh, that I was right. having with yeah, friends, I and I didn't like the way it turned out. So I made another one. Yeah, like uh-huh. stuff like that, or even like at. I definitely have like perfectionist type tendencies at mm-hmm. work, and I'm I am very hard on myself for stuff, and like if I don't think. I'm going to do well at something, I procrastinate right. to a point where it's actually pretty detrimental to me. Okay. So, or I don't even try yeah. things. Yeah, you don't want to fail. So, My son is the same way. So it's just, yeah. So, like, perfectionism and failure are, like, they're together. different sides mm-hmm. on, on, a, on the same coin for me. So it's, so where, like, some people are like, oh, you're not a perfectionist because there's all these right. things that you, you know, but you don't do this or you don't do that but it's I don't do it because I'm afraid I'm gonna fail at it because I won't do it perfectly which is I've noticed more and more is Mm -hmm. held me back in a lot of areas of my life I would agree yeah so I mean not like I agree about your life I mean mean, you can it's fine I see that thread in my own life (laughs) I own it I'm not passing judgment on your life Yes, I agree. You are. I agree. No. Everything you're saying, I see in you. Every single thing. But um, so, but yeah. So that's something that I'm working through. But that's my draw. But okay. I definitely see that. I am seeing that in my daughter. Yeah. And I need to really try to hammer into her that it's okay to fail. Yeah. And that she's you know she's eight she's not expected to know everything that's like she gets really frustrated at something with Mm -hmm. school and I'm like this is why you're in school you're learning yeah like you're not expected to know this stuff like you're going to make mistakes and that's okay like that's fine that's good right so I'm trying to push that mistakes are good that failing is good that's how you learn because that's how you learn and you can become better but yeah I I feel like my imposter syndrome is definitely not connected to perfectionism. I feel like it's almost connected to the opposite end of the spectrum of like, I I feel like I'm not putting in enough effort to literally anything. So I'm like, it'll never be perfect. And that's fine. So the minute somebody compliments something, I'm like, no, 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 no. I already know I failed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we've actually, and we've, we've actually talked about that. And with like our, uh, like crafting yes. episode, like how I was like, I'm not even gonna try this. Right. I feel like that should have been a, <laughs> the red light, like a yeah. real a flag there about, hey, Laura. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a lot, a lot of self reflection, and just maybe don't be so self deprecating on yourself. And like, if you, if there's like something that you enjoy doing, and you're, you know, just do it, just do it, and you know what tell people like you know what I am a runner yeah call it call yourself that thing I'm right. a runner I'm a tennis player I'm a baker podcaster. I'm a podcaster I'm you know I'm a do the thing I'm a reader yeah you know like there, you don't have to put quantifiers on things right or if you do maybe evaluate what those are and actually see if they're realistic right so 
I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do other people put those same qualifiers? On Definitely things? not. Definitely I have seen not. people, and I'm like, I'm judging you because I know I could have done better, and yes. I still would have been like, that's not good enough. Exactly. So, <laughs> so just knock it off, everyone. I guess. <laughs> See what I can do. All right. You want to get into our win, win lose, and draw since sure. they're kind of so intertwined already? Sure. Do you want to do your win first? Uh, sure. <laughs> I got a heated blanket. Oh, I love heated blankets. This is a win. I got a heated blanket. It sits on my couch. I bundle up in it, and I just make myself a little heated burrito on my couch. I do it in the mornings with my coffee. Heated blanket years ago. Uh-huh. My wife bought it for me, and I never plugged it in because I'm like, this is stupid. I don't know why you got this. This is a silly thing. Nobody needs a heated blanket. And then one night, she put it on the bed, and I was putting the boys to bed, and I come in, and she had plugged it in and turned it on, and it was magic. Yes. <laughs> I got into bed and it was toasty. Magic. Yeah. Now I'm all like, yes, get that heated blanket. No, I don't put it in my bed, but it is, it's, it has like, it's, it has its own spot on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like, like a sectional. Right. And so it's on like the chaise part. Okay. And so I lay it, half of it down on the chaise. <laughs> so I actually sit on it. You just burrito yourself. And then I put the other <laughs> half on top of me and I just sit there in the mornings. With my coffee and my feet are all toasty Sounds and I'm magic. just all snuggled up. And then at nighttime, when like the kids are in bed and mm-hmm. Avery and I are sitting there, I get in my little heat blanket <laughs> burrito. We watch TV and I'm just get it. so comfortable. And it's great for like if you're like a little sore or achy if you like worked right. out that day, you know, just kind of helps Ease melt those muscles. That stress tension I get in my back just. Just all right. softens all those edges. That's a good one, and I'm get yourself fully on a board. heated blanket. Yes, yeah. <laughs> prescription sunglasses, heating blankets, We're doing game changers, all the self care this year. Yes, basic, basic self care. What is your win? My win is I have been reaching out to people more. Oh, I yeah. have been talking about the last couple of weeks how I'm like I'm just kind of hiding in the hole that is depression in my house. <laughs> but I feel like this past week, the sun has been out. It's been a little bit warmer. I've been trying to like get out, get some vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has boosted my mood. And I'm thinking now I should buy one of those like sun lamps. and just Seasonal. Def- yeah. What is it? Seasonal. Seasonal seasonal disorder, whatever. Sad. Sad. Seasonal affective disorder. Effective. Effective. Good job. Good job. I definitely think I have that, and I think I have a very finicky body because some vitamin D because I'm like if the summer is too long I feel depressed by the end of summer like the heat weighs on me it's too much yeah and I feel that same way in winter like it's too cold it's too dark it's too this like I need to live somewhere completely temperate it's just (laughs) like a nice 72 degrees all year (laughs) very old particular body here Mm -hmm. but yeah so the sun is coming out and I am feeling like I too have emerged from my spring cocoon. has sprung and so yeah. has Laura <laughs> so What's guess what though? everybody you're getting texts and phone calls from me now <laughs> good alright uh lose <laughs> <laughs> alright say to all those COVID hobbies that we were talking about yes <laughs> like my embroidery uh huh uh-huh. I even bought like beads cause I was doing like some beading and haven't been doing it girl same it's just i bought all this stuff i made one <laughs> cross stitch and then i was all like boom done i had, bought tons of stuff i was yeah i did like a few i did like a few like small embroidery type things and mm-hmm. then i'm like 
no, I'm like three-fourths done with one of them, (laughs) and it's been sitting in the drawer with the rest of the crap that I bought, just, like, Yep, just all yeah. the stuff that I bought, just sitting there collecting dust. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I like, bought all the tools. Yes, and then I'm all like, I, I bought like a light board so I could make <laughs> my like draw my own patterns and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's just sitting in a drawer. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, same, same. Got a whole mess of beads mm-hmm. just sitting in my yeah coffee table next to my little <laughs> next to my couch. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's super fine. awesome. Who knows how long we'll be here? Maybe in a couple months you'll pick it up again. Maybe, maybe, yeah, probably not. Yeah. So, uh, my blast this week—I kind of mentioned it before—is that Mason's school schedule has changed again. And when it was changing all the time, I made this like elaborate phone schedule, and so it would my phone would just ping me and be like, "Mason needs to go to language arts." Mm-hmm. So it changed again, and I was like, "Ah, I'll remember." And I was remembering some. But then other parts of it didn't change, and I kept dropping the ball, and I kept getting to class late, and we missed whole classes. So I feel like my loss this week is that I really need to get back on like the setting alerts so Mason yeah. doesn't miss class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we missed whole classes. I got an email from one of his teachers, and they were like, "Oh, I'm canceling class tomorrow. I'm not feeling well. She got her COVID shot." And then I was like, "Yeah, oh." crap, I don't think I sent him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was like, uh, okay, no problem. Thank you, bye. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my loss. I need to get back on it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we have the same, I've had the same issue where, like, there had been, like, like an ad hoc type meeting or something, mm-hmm. like, because uh, every once in a while they'll have, like, breakout groups. Okay, yeah. For, like, She'll have the class, and then, like, there's a breakout group, and <laughs> just <laughs> miss that email. <laughs> My mistake. Yeah, like, oh. Maybe next time. Today was Monday? <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel you on that. Draws. So, I kind of already did my job, but, again, through therapy, I've realized that I have some perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> kind of been bummed that I feel like realizing like how much it's probably held me back in some areas of my life. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm working on it. There you go. At That's... least I'm aware of it now yeah. and I can hopefully take a deeper dive into it. And the first step is recognizing it's a problem. Exactly. So, so that's my job. I'm just, you know what? I've realized this kind of ick thing right. that I don't like about myself, but I'm aware of it now. You're working on it. And I'm working on it. And That'll get better. So. Uh, I don't really have a draw. My draw is that I've just kind of accepted the fact that we are missing classes. Yeah. And at some point, it's going to get better. And things will settle down, and we will figure it out. And I'm like, I'm, I the beginning of the school year, I feel like I got really worked up anytime he wasn't, like, exactly on time mm-hmm. or if we missed a class. And now I'm like, it's fine. He's yeah. going to be fine. I mean, you're not the only one, though. I mean, right. you know, it's like... Or am I? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe at your school, but definitely not in this room. So, All right. Yeah. No, you're definitely not the only one. And I know, like, my sister's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Both of my aunts are teachers. And I know they've all been instructed to give, like, the kids in their class, like, grace. Yeah. So going back to, like, what our words of the year were, <laughs> I think for teachers, it's, like, grace. Like I just give mine's the consistency, kids. which is something <laughs> I've really laughed this week. Well, mine was help, so I'm here to help you <laughs> and letting you know that you're not the only one, and it's perfectly fine. 
things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think just they've been told, like, you know, like, this is hard on everyone. Right. So I just. Yeah, I have lots of teacher friends, and they're all like, it's fine. The kids are going to be fine. I'm like, they're not going to be fine, because I have ruined this one. <laughs> I've ruined that. Speaking life. of imposters. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everyone, let us know, like, what do you guys feel like you're, you know, being an imposter about, I guess, in your life. Well, what yeah. areas in your life do you think that you're just like, yeah, that's that ain't it. It's probably not true, though. Yeah, it's not true. And you know what? Go ahead. Brag. Brag. Brag it up. I want to <laughs> hear about your accomplishments or the things yeah. that you do. And I want to, you know, let's go for it. Brag tell it up, how ladies. Awesome you are. Yeah, tell us. We want to know. Um, also, subscribe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends to subscribe tell your family members to subscribe tell your co-workers to subscribe we would love this is a real podcast <laughs> this is a real podcast we're in it this is our <laughs> job uh and it would mean a lot to us but yes. um if you want to reach out to us you can follow us on twitter and instagram our facebook yeah, and Facebook. It's at underscore impossible job. Yeah. Um, and you can also email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, <laughs> uh, stories no. you don't want to share with others. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually did get an email from a listener about the one of our past episodes about um, when we were talking about like we went to the doctors mm-hmm. and like our body images and stuff like that. And that actually meant a lot. Um, yeah, that meant a lot to us to hear about that. So, but yeah, if, let us know what you think. If you have any stories you want to share with yeah. us, but uh, until next time, bye. bye. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests on this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.